Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Pat Leonard, uh, New York Daily News, covers the Giants. Hey, Pat, Taz Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Pat, what's up? Taz and Moose, sunny day, July 2019, training camp. I'm ready to rock here. Go get him, buddy. Hey, listen, uh, how concerned should the Giants be right now, man, and the fans? Uh, with the Sterling uh, Shepard uh, uh, injury, the thumb thing, deal. What's going on? I know Odell always gets hurt. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh wait, oh sorry, <laughs> Sterling Shepard. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> they should be very concerned. I mean, you commit a lot of money to two receivers, Tate and Shepard, who are undersized guys. And now Sterling's tough. I mean, he's played through a lot, even early in his career. That you know, even things that people don't know about. So he's a tough guy. But just from an offensive standpoint. I mean, you're looking at their top three right now as Golden Tate, Corey Coleman, who flashed last year, but you hope you get that first-round draft pick talent out of him uh, that you got some somewhat late last year. But Cody Latimer then steps in. Um, you know, no guarantee other than some deep balls that he's going to help you. And Darius Slayton, the rookie they were excited about out of Auburn, is ba- he's banged up right now with a hammy, so – um, there's been at wide receiver, and actually, Evan Engram could be the biggest beneficiary or the savior if they do stay with him and commit to him as a downfield threat that could maybe bail them out early. But the Giants are optimistic that Sterling will be back for week one against Dallas, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, with, uh, with the fans chanting MVP yesterday, and Saquon Barkley addressed that, uh, you know, for the fans out there that have watched Barkley from the outside and and not been there like you have, Pat, on a day-in, day-out basis. I mean, it just seems like he's almost too good to be true in terms of on the field, off the field. Uh, you know, is Barkley just basically everything that we have taken in and watched, not just as a player, but as a human being? The intriguing part, Moose, is that as a player, I actually think he's better. And what I mean by that is, you know, he racked up over 2,000 yards last year, and he left a lot of yards on the field. And part of that was maybe some stutter steps looking for that home run early on in the season at the line as he learned the NFL game and how to get a hard four yards. Uh, You know, the first half against San Fran, he wore cleats that had him slipping all over, you know, rookie mistake. Um, And even he'll admit he needed to pick up things as far as pass protection and learning, like, the coverages before the ball is snapped. So, if anything, if Giants fans who are chanting MVP want to get excited and really think that could be true, he actually, I believe, will be an even better player this year than he was last year. The question, of course, as Nate Solder said the other day, if you're going to be a successful NFL offense, you can't just have one thing. So that, I thought that was a really good quote from a guy who won a couple Super Bowls with the Patriots because Barkley's going to need some help even though he is that dynamic threat. Well, sticking on that right there, Pat, what Nate Solder said, you know, awesome offensive lineman, obviously. How improved is this Giants offensive line? 
That's a great question, and it is one of the questions. Mm. As, uh, you know, I think you're hitting right on it. You know, like Nate Solder and Mike Remmers are the tackles, the bookends. Solder's coming off an off-season ankle surgery. Remmers coming off a back surgery. Both of them practiced today or yesterday, but uh, Solder's workload actually tapered off a little bit through the session, you know, which is natural. You're working a guy back in. Right, right. You want to keep him ready for week one. But to your point, this is a group of five who hasn't played together yet. Kevin Zeitler, they got from Cleveland. He's a really good player at right guard. But he and Remmers and Solder and Hernandez and Jalapio, they're just gelling and forming chemistry for the first time right now in pads actually facing up the D-line. So every year, the last couple of years, um, it's part of the blame for the offensive struggles has been that the offensive line e- either never got it together or couldn't until it was too late. So that's something to watch is even if they do get it together, it'll be too late if they do in week five or six. They need to do it right out of the chute. Um, you know, Pat, when um, it, it, when you look at this defense, on the, you know, offensively, certainly, you know, without Odell Beckham Jr., they take a hit. What about this defense? Are they going to be able to stop anybody? Oh, Moose. I mean, I, I love how you asked that because <laughs> that's a fair way to that's a fair way to present the question. I mean, frankly, the Giants are selling Jabril Peppers as a replacement for Landon Collins, but there's nothing to show that he is even close to the player Collins is. He needs to prove that. It would be exciting if he is. And they also have a lot of youth, Peppers included. Uh, Lorenzo Carter, a guy I wrote about for today's Daily News, who. Uh, says he's ready to be the star pass rusher, but the Giants are counting on him to do it. DeAndre Baker and Dexter Lawrence, their first-round picks at corner and defensive line. Uh, again, two starters that they really need to step up. And then, of course, at safety with Antoine Bethea and Peppers, they really don't have uh, high-end talent starting or depth at a very key position that was also a weakness, especially free safety last year. So, Um, And I didn't even address the linebackers who could be up and down. So you make a great point that they need someone, especially somebody young and inexperienced, to step up and lead James Betcher's defense, or else it's going to be a long year. And that, again, goes back to the offense. If the defense is what we think it'll be, which will struggle a little bit, the offense is going to need to carry the team. And Ken Barkley do all of that on his shoulders. You listen to Taz and Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Our special guest right now is Pat Leonard, New York Giants beat writer for uh, the New York Daily News. So uh, earlier, Pat Moose and I were talking about you know we've been talking a lot about Eli Manning here and there, right? And and about Daniel Jones, the rookie out of Duke, right? So I'm kind of of the feeling like if Eli, if the Giants come out in the regular season, they go zero and two hypothetically, and Eli is looking a little lethargic, a little old, and just not. He's looking like a 16-year vet that's looking like a 26-year vet, right? Uh, I'm thinking they might, the Giants might go to Jones kind of quick. Moose is kind of thinking eh, maybe we'll see. He's kind of on the fence, not on the fence. I don't speak for you, Moose, but you know, like uh, not they, real quick. Not I mean, so I quick. think it, yeah. I think it, you know they're going to give Manning every opportunity here. Yeah, your thoughts, like yeah. how the timeline on the Eli Jones, uh, Eli and Jones stuff. Well, you guys accurately represent this conversation because you know if you ask me, I'll tell you one thing. If you ask one of my colleagues, they'll tell you the opposite. Right. But my personal opinion is now the scenario you presented, Taz. If they start 0-2, they don't score 20 points against either the Cowboys or the Bills at home, Eli looks bad, the offense is the reason they're losing, I definitely could see Daniel Jones starting week three in Tampa. Right. And I, part of the reason is I think that 
I think Pat, now, again, that would also mean that Jones had a strong camp and he was up and down in day one. But I think that Pat Shermer and the Giants, from what they've told us and from what I know, I think they've already, even from drafting him at number six, they've already made the decision that they're ready to put him in relatively soon. I don't buy the Dave Gettleman, you know, three years or one year. I think they like him enough talking to all these different coaches and even the GM that they are already made that decision. So let's say Eli falters and they start 0-2 and the offense stinks. They don't have to sit in a room together and say, do we want to play this kid? I think they're already there with Jones. So I think now it's about Eli. Like Shermer said to me and a few other reporters at the owners' meetings, as long as Eli wins games, he won't have anything to worry about. And I think about that comment a lot because I think he really laid out both his support of Eli as a starter – but also the pressure and the reality that both he and Eli Manning understand is there if they don't start well out of the gate. All right. uh, When you look at Eli pushing back on Odell Beckham Jr. and his comment, what was your take on that, Pat? (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I didn't think that until late. (laughs) That was funny, yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was interesting, too, because Eli chooses about – nine out of ten times to take the high road on stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was surprised he even went there. Um, But that does accurately represent, I think, the Giants' feelings on Odell's comments, not just Eli's, but the Giants, is that, you know, they are to a point, I think, now where they don't appreciate him constantly kind of jabbing them, even if some of his comments – are valid and I was true. Saying, I was saying that, Pat, the other day to Moose. I, I was like, you know, when, when you say something like Beckham said, we're basically, I'm paraphrasing, I'm the diamond of the team and now I'm gone. I'm the reason why we're on national TV. Me, 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 me. And then you're gone. You know, no matter how you're gone, you make it, you, you're telling that whole locker room, offensively or defensively, you guys all suck without me. No one even known that we were a team. Right. And I think, yes. And I think the Giants players likely appreciate Manning saying that. Um, but I also, like I said, I also think there is some validity to what Beckham said as far as people still wanted to put them on TV, uh, mainly because of him. Oh, no, Pat, I agree, but you can't say it. That's what Moose and I were saying. You're right. You're right. And Moose and I were saying that. You're right. No, there is validity. You're right. Beckham's right, but Beckham can't be the guy to say it, (laughs) you know? Right. And, And also, I actually, I have a bigger problem with Beckham saying that from a Cleveland standpoint, you know, forget whatever bridges he's burning in New York that still exist, but if you're Freddie Kitchens and the Browns, now I know they've been doing a lot of talking too, so they haven't, you know, Baker and Kitchens haven't exactly helped it, but Beckham needs to turn his focus to Cleveland. He needs to show his Browns teammates that he's all in and that no part of his mind is still back in New York or having regrets that he is all in. So I think if you, from a Brown standpoint, he's doing more of a disservice even than he is to the Giants. You know, Pat, what do you think this giant team will be um, in in 2019? Moose, I think they're going to struggle because I think they uh, lack depth. And in some places, of course, even if they have some talent, it's inexperienced. Um, I think that when you look at how a guy like Sterling Shepard goes down and then you're kind of scrambling to see, well, where do they go from here? I think that accurately reflects where they are. But I do think it's interesting to hear the Giants on day one, Fi and Ogletree and all these leaders talking about how this isn't about the future. This isn't about a rebuild. This is about winning now. Their schedule lends itself to winning a few games. 
So I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to win, you know, more than the five last year, if they won six or seven. But I think it could be a really difficult year uh, because I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains for a lot of guys. And if they do succeed, we may be talking about Saquon in the MVP conversation. We may be talking about Eli still has it, or we will be. And we may be talking about a random defensive player like a Lorenzo Carter or DeAndre Baker as suddenly going from a young afterthought to a superstar. Yeah, and, and you know what? Offensively, the other guy to keep an eye on, how about Ingram at tight end as well, Pat? I mean, because he's a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, Moose, because I think he was one of those players. He and Janoris Jenkins were two prominent players who throughout this offseason, based on how their names were floated around last trade deadline and last fall, and also how Ingram was a little bit de-emphasized in Pat Shermer's offense as the year went on last year in the sense of the amount of snaps. You know, he's not as good of a blocker as a Red Ellison. So I didn't even think, and I've still wondered, A, was he going to be here? But now, B, how big of a part of this offense will he be if he's not as as well-rounded a tight end? But when Shepard gets hurt, and then when you look at their dearth of downfield options and size at receiver, then that makes you think, and that makes me think, wow, Maybe Ingram will, you know, really flank out at wide receiver even more and be, you know, maybe they'll just accept he's not that well-rounded tight end. He's a wide receiver for us. And in that case, maybe that is how he will thrive the most and benefit the offense most. But I'm curious to see how they use him, not just how he performs, but how they use him and whether they accentuate him in the offense or whether he's still just a complimentary piece. Hey, Pat, great job as always. Did you have your coffee this morning? I know you tweeted out yesterday before the start of camp. Did you have your coffee this morning? I'm just about to walk into Wawa and get it, Moose. You are reading my mind. There you go. Enjoy enjoy that cup of coffee. Um, Thank you. Thanks for the time this morning. All right, buddy? We appreciate it, man. Uh, Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.